Hello there, Alaskans, wherever you are. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show. Coming to you from somewhere in Alaska. This is the place where we talk about, you guessed it, Alaska. Where we keep the mainstream media on their toes and where we are standing up for what's right and a world run by leftists. You can find out more by heading over to mustreadalaska.com and also checking out the Must Read Alaska YouTube channel for some really great content. But first, let's get this party right. started. So welcome everybody to the Must Read Alaska show. I'm your host, John Quick, coming to you live from not somewhere in Alaska today. I am uh, in Hawaii living the dream with my lovely wife in the sun. And boy, do we have a treat for you today. We have President Whips of uh, of Palau today, and uh, for those of you who have not heard about this country, you're going to hear all about it today. Welcome to the Must Read Alaska Show, President. Well, thank you, John, and it's um, great to be able to reach out to our friends in America and all around the world uh, through your show. Um, you know, I was listening to you that you're um, living a dream in, in Hawaii. We'd like to have you come and live in Palau for a while. You hey, know, that would be awesome. Uh, with the new, with the technology now, you can be anywhere and do your work. <laughs> Amen to that. So, President, for, for folks that um, this is their first time hearing about your country, which is one of the most beautiful places, if somebody goes and Googles Palau, they're going to see one of the most picturesque, beautiful island countries out there. Tell us a little bit about your country, and then we'll go into kind of how you got involved in politics and what you're up to these days. Mm. Well, Palau. You know, is in the furthest corner of Asia because we're only 500 miles off the coast of the Philippines. Uh, some of our islands are only 60 miles from Indonesia. So we are in the western corner of the Pacific. Uh, and uh, because of our tropical um, climate uh, and the convergence of currents here, Palau has been very blessed to have um, amazing underwater wildlife. And uh, you know, we have uh, uh, formations, we have atolls, we have what they call, we call the rock islands, we have volcanic islands like Hawaii, kind of in a, a smaller scale, but they represent the whole Pacific and Palau. But, uh, you know, uh, public um, uh, advocacy or, or uh, involved in uh, the government at a very young age when my father, but also wanted to do what he could do to contribute to public service. And so one of the first experiences um, we had was um, uh, when they were part of the Save Palau organization. And Save Palau was uh, a group of um, uh, young men in Palau. They were concerned because uh, a company out of New York uh, wanted to build what they call the super port and build enough uh, fuel storage here. And they were gonna build it on our on top of our pristine reefs. We have these northern reefs and and uh, my dad at the time, uh, connection is not good. It's all right, I um, I killed the video, Mr. President. We still are, have audio, it's just the, the connection was too. Yeah, maybe um, without the video, yeah. So we'll, we'll keep going, but we'll just do it audio and I think that'll do a little bit better. So keep keep going with your story, Mr. President. 
Yeah, so at a very young age, you know, my dad was interested in, in government and serving and, you know, standing up for what he believed was right. And, 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 you know, protecting our oceans, protecting our environment that God has blessed us with was important. And uh, fortunately, I think the people, the majority of the people decided our pristine reefs need to be protected. And maybe there's other ways we can use them. With me, you'll see what we can do with it. So, you know, trans, uh, translate that into the later years. Uh, my dad got involved in government. So he was a, once a delegate and then a senator. Uh, I had the opportunity of working as a special assistant to President Episong in 1989, right out of college. And, you know, it kind of helped me understand how government is coming from the private sector. You know, you kind of get to do what you want when you want it. And, and you, then you realize how slow government reacts and how hard it is to make change. But change is needed. And, uh, you know, believe that it is our duty to give back uh, to people. And the best way to give back is through public service and sharing the talents that we have. So my, you know, my background is in economics and finance and, um, you know, running, I say that the government is the biggest business that's up on our government and they can run more efficiently and more uh, that journey till now. And of course, I got like, uh, had a lot of um, uh, changes that we've had to deal with. Of course, COVID uh, was our biggest challenge because we depend so much on tourism. We've gotten through COVID, I think, uh, you know, successfully. Uh, and uh, now it's about reviving, revitalizing our economy. Bring tourists back, like yourself, uh, join us in Palau. But um, so tell yeah. tell me tell me, Mr. President, uh, about it's exciting your. Times. I think there's a lot of opportunity. Tell me, Mr. President, about your relationship with the U.S. You mentioned Don Young, Congressman Don Young, when we were chatting beforehand. Talk to me about how important it is for your country to have a good relationship with the U.S. and specifically how's it been with Alaska's delegates? Yes. Well, uh, Senator Murkowski, Congressman Don Young, whenever I go to Washington, I, I've had an opportunity to visit with him. Uh, and then at one of my last visits there, I got to see Congressman Don Young before he departed. But, you know, he, they were strong advocates in understanding uh, the important relationship that Palau has with the United States. We are one of the three, what we call freely associated states. Uh, uh, we have a compact with the United States uh, that um, uh, provides economic assistance, but also gives the U.S. you know really access for security purposes to Palau, uh, controlling our skies and our seas, and then of course to uh, currently they're building um, radar sites here in Palau. Uh, to give them uh, awareness of the whole region. Um, this was a, a difficult relationship because Palau, you know, we lived through World War II. This was a headquarters for uh, the Japanese uh, government at the time. And, and uh, we didn't want to go have to relive the war again. But we understand the strategic importance and this relationship is really about uh, partnering and working together to help the people of the United States and help the people of Palau. And um, 
Every 15 years, uh, we have what we call a compact review. So currently, Palau is in the midst of a review of the uh, compact with the United States because ours expires in 2024. Um, we have a lot of challenges. And most importantly, it's important that we can be able to dialogue. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. So um, sorry to cut you off. Our, our connection is, is struggling here, but I think it's important. I can fix most of that in, uh, after the, the uh, interview is done. But um, talk to us a little bit about, you know, here in the U.S., we are constantly hearing climate change. And it's a, it's a political thing here in the U.S. It's one side is for it, one side's against it, one side thinks it's real, one side thinks it's fake. Talk to me about the realities of climate change oh, you know, as I, you see I've them. I've had the opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So for us, like your polar bears that are running out of ice to run on, we have the same problems here. Uh, we have our smaller islands, the ones I was talking about that are 60 miles off the coast of Indonesia. Um, we have one that I know from 1980, visiting it, and now it's shrunk two-thirds in size. And I was there a couple of years ago, and I uh, was visiting. And, of course, it's one of the beaches that lots of turtles come up uh, to nest. And uh, because the beach is no longer the size it used to be, turtles have to go back to where they uh, were born. Uh, they were there nesting. And they, since it's so crowded, they had to nest in an area well, the tidal zone would be too high and the eggs would not survive. When we were talking to the rangers, that's kind of the trend is, you know, you know we see those islands disappearing. Uh, in fact, uh, a couple of months ago, uh, the rangers reported that make sure they don't get washed away because the, the whole island was living every day. I mean, we see our docks being overrun. We see our taro swamps being full of uh, uh, seawater. And then uh, most recently, you know, we're talking about the ocean climate nexus, the warming of the waters. So the warming of the waters causes coral bleaching, which really affects our tourism industry and also affects our jellyfish, which are very unique. You can swim with them. They're stingless. And I just happened to be with Assistant Secretary Cantor uh, there two days ago. And the jellyfish are gone again. So we, we lost them 20 years ago. We lost them again five, five years later again. So climate change is changing uh, everything from the marine habitat to the land. We've gotten hit with three typhoons in the last 10 years, which we never used to have. And one of our islands completely destroyed. No, no home left, including the school. Uh, so those people had to evacuate and then we had to rebuild. But that's just the reality that we have. And, uh, you know, that's why we, we advocate for everyone doing their part to make a difference. Uh, reducing our uh, dependence on fossil fuels is uh, one of the things that we're pushing for in Palau. to go 100% renewable. Why not make the transition? Our people are suffering right now because we're hostages to fossil fuels. We use diesel generators. The cost of power here has gone up uh, three times and really it's become unaffordable to people. And if we had solar, we could produce, be producing at one third that cost. So we, you know, that's, that's just, I think, the reality. We, you know, we can make decisions that we all win together. We protect our planet. And, and I think uh, uh, ultimately the valuable biodiversity that we have. So 
just a so, little bit about Palau and climate change. Nice. Well, uh, Mr. President, tell me about the what I think is the major industry in Palau, which is tourism. Talk to me about how important that is for your country, and you know why should somebody come visit Palau? I mean, it looks amazing, but you know, uh, give us a couple one, two, three punches of why you know a vacation in Palau would be you know epic for anybody listening. Yeah, so Palau is probably most famous for diving. Uh, everybody, if you say Blue Corner and you're a diver, it's one of those must dives in the world that you have to go to. They also have the unique jellyfish. Uh, hopefully they will come back in a couple of years and, and be full bloom again. I mean, we went from 30 million to zero and then out uh, back to 30 million and back to zero. So we're hoping that, uh, that there's enough pops down there that they'll bounce right back. But, uh, you know, on the marine sites, and then we have what we call our rock islands, which are, uh, we have they're basically limestone uh, rocks with beaches up against them. Very unique. Um, and uh, not like what you would see in Hawaii. And then we have our big island that looks like uh, Hawaii. So that's why we, and we have the atolls that uh, are very much like uh, the Marshall Islands. So in uh, Palau, that's why we say we can, we can see all of the Pacific here. And uh, we have a very unique culture. We have, uh, of course, the Rock Islands are a world UNESCO site uh, because of the people that lived on them 3,000 years ago, the burial sites, the, the, the uh, hydroglyph, oh, no, the paintings on the wall, caves and, and stuff like that. And then we have these terraces on our big island that they also date back uh, uh, over 3,000 years. And they're saying probably need to be also a, a world uh, UNESCO site. We have uh, traditional buildings. And we have lots of legends tied to the different things that have uh, happened. So, you know, you get a mix of culture, environment, uh, and we're very green because we got lots of uh, uh, forest. And uh, uh, so, um, uh, and if you come to our waterfalls, uh, we have waterfalls, not so big, but at least the water is warm. So you can swim in them. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's one of the things about Palau, 85 years, 80, I mean, 85 degrees year round. Wow. Only difference is it's rain or sunshine. So for those of you in Alaska, when it's uh, there's no sun and it's cold, please come to Palau. <laughs> well, what are some things you hope to accomplish as uh, president here in your first term? It's, you know, you've, you've been a successful business guy. Your family's been, you know, successful in politics, it sounds like. And you've entered into your first term here as president. What are you hoping to accomplish? And uh, what does the next couple of years look like to accomplish that? Well, you know, one of the biggest challenges that we have is that our, our, our children in Palau uh, look to America as their only hope. So they, they continue to move from Palau to the U.S. in search of the American dream. In fact, there's many Palauans that live in Alaska now. And one of the things that I, I you know, I campaigned on was, you know, we've got to make the Palauan dream at least equal or better than the American dream. And so that, that requires a lot of things. One, it's building a strong economy. Um, but, you know, one of the things that I, we were just able to pass through the Senate is getting people to understand that why do kids move to the U.S.? Well, you go there and, it's, you know, the kids told us, how, how, how do you expect us to stay in Palau if it takes us two hours to buy a gallon of gas. 
So that's that's the real reality we have. And over the past 25 years of our special relationship with the United States, 50% of what we're looking at from the, to me, that's a security problem too, because as more people, so it's, it's about building back, building back a strong economy. Of course, tourism is at, is at the core of it. We need we need more connectivity to the world. So one of the things I've been working on is we used to have flights from direct from Guam, Japan, Taiwan, Korea, uh, and Hong Kong. But uh, those during COVID all went away. So now it's trying to rebuild those routes. Uh, we, we have flights coming from Guam again. We got flights from Manila. Uh, we got to rebuild Japan. We got to rebuild Taiwan. Uh, now we're looking at new markets, bringing up uh, flights from Australia, flights from uh, Singapore, uh, looking at investment. Uh, you know, there's a Four Seasons resort that wants to build a, a new hotel here, an Indigo resort to really raise the level of uh, facilities that are available in Palau. Uh, but here, because if it's taking a hotel in Hawaii, the same hotels in Palau. Hawaii, they're paying workers $15 an hour. Why are we paying $350 an hour? They tell my people, we just need to we need to raise the minimum wage so that the tourists, when they come and visit, we welcome them. But they should also make sure that the people that work are are, are earning a Nike factory moving to Indonesia, or you know, it's always about low cost. But you also need to make sure that the people of the community benefit from these types of industries. The other thing we're trying to work on is, is the, uh, the fishing industry. How do we make it local? How do the locals participate in it? How, do they, how are they part of the value chain? Uh, and how do we get more uh, back into the economy from the tuna industry? The other thing that we wanna do is we wanna definitely diversify our economy. We're thankful for the US. They've increased uh, uh, military activity here. That's, uh, that also provides economic opportunities. But at the same time, other industries like in uh, uh, the fintech industry, you know, you have hubs like Singapore and you have Hong Kong. Well, Palau, being five hours from every major city in, in Asia, provides an opportunity that maybe Morgan Stanley or J J Chase or any of these big banks can operate uh, businesses out of Palau and serve Asia. You know, so we're looking at other ways of... Um, uh, encouraging investment, especially U.S. investment. One of the projects we've been working on is trying to develop uh, uh, a Palau stablecoin, uh, a, di a digital stablecoin, and really using blockchain, blockchain technology and leveraging that to create new industries and bring new entrepreneurs and, and new ideas uh, into our small economy. You know, we don't need a lot of people, but we, we, we want to make sure that Whatever we do, with you know, we don't destroy the beautiful environment that we we've been gifted with in our response. Gift to the next generation. So um, that's awesome, you know, Mr. President. That, uh, and then you know, uh, yeah. So, um, Mr. President, who's been a hero to you um, that you've looked up to over the years? Um, uh, you know. You're the president of the country now, but you know sometimes it's lonely at the top. But everybody's got somebody that they looked up, look up to. Who's been that person in your life, and why? Well, you know, I uh, I'm very close to my father. 
and I really uh, thank him for, you know, uh, really spending time with us. And and uh, I've been fortunate that I, when I was elected, I'm uh, probably one of the only presidents that was elected to Palau that has uh, my, my father and mother both alive to be able to be here and support me. And, um, you know, it's their strong Christian values uh, and their sense of duty uh, that, uh, uh, you know, just inspires me to do all I can to help my people. My father always used a slogan that it, it's got to be about people first. That's what it's all about. So, you know, we talk about the economy, but it's making sure systems so that we can develop our most valuable resource, which is our people. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I, um, of course, I come from a business bad. I've been in running government, like President Bush, uh, you know, uh, because I, I think government is very much a business and, and there's so much we can do uh, uh, to help our country uh, with the talents that we have. So, um, you know, I, and uh, uh, allowing me to share our views from Palau. Nice. Well, Mr. President, before we sign off there, do you have any last minute thoughts or words for folks that are going to potentially hear about you and your country for the first time? Well, you know, we just uh, appreciate uh, the partnership that we have with the United States. And I, what I want to encourage is that, please, I know we're by plane, we're 25 hours from Washington, D.C. Now, we're only five hours from every major destination in Asia. But, uh, Let's not keep the distance. Let's not have the distance separate us. Let's use the all our friends in Alaska to come and visit Palau and all over the U.S. Uh, you know, it's about uh, and promoting peace and prosperity around the world. I mean, we're a supporter of a free and open Indo-Pacific. We must uh, stand behind that because uh, democracy and freedom must reign. And um, yeah, just thank you. Thank you for giving me this opportunity. Well, thank you so much, Mr. President. And uh, for those of you that are listening on the live feed, um, and it's a little choppy, I promise I'll fix that before it goes off to the uh, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify world. So until next time from somewhere in Alaska, I'm John Quick signing off from Hawaii today. Thank you so much, Mr. President, and uh, hope you have a marvelous rest of your day. And you too. I hope to see you in Palau.